Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Klopp's got a cut, Barca cuts costs, and the South American naughtiness continues. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, the 7th of September. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushan Hunteraja. We're going to get to South America in a minute, where scraps continue. Scraps are plenty, but mm. our own Jim Campbell has himself been involved in a scrap. I've not been involved in a scrap. Yeah, he has been involved in a scrap. I have my, been involved in a little scrap. My little eye scrap. has swollen up for reasons that because someone's I, I guess only my eye it. understands. <laughs> but I've not been in a scrap, actually. So, yeah. I mean, whoever this imaginary person I've been in a fight with is lucky. You should see the I've other not guy. Been in a scrap with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So technically, no. given like. How often people refer to you in the, within the ramble as as sickly? Are you not in a kind of constant fight with your own immune system? Well, I thought you were going to say actually. it's good looking, but it's, that's not the route you went. Yeah. I mean, there is that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people it's a weird find Venn diagram. Yeah. That? Ooh, that sickly hunk. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I've not been ill in ages, so maybe this is my body going. Ah, come on, yeah. like give us something. Yeah, give us something. So I've got now. I've just got a really big puffy eye. Yeah, you're the sort of John Keats of the ramble. That's what I feel. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, yesterday it felt like the whole focus of the show was just a desire to get to to Brazil and talk yes. about um, South America. Maybe that's what put my eye out. Yeah. The focus was too intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like perhaps it's okay to just to just start right there today. What do you reckon, guys? Yeah. For, yeah, but, you know, for as long as I'll let us stay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they say they've got other stuff going on, but I'm not sure that's mm. why. Um, four Premier League players involved in the, what did you call it? The Well, anyway, the astonishing scenes uh, on Sunday have now been released, but the Brazilian police have opened an inquiry investigating them for providing false documents to get into the country. It's just I mean, so unbelievable. As you said yesterday, like... Their lives are televised. There could not be greater clarity on where the Premier League is based. That's the whole point. It's England's greatest export, isn't it? They even yeah. put the E into Premier League to make sure everyone knows about it. Bish. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I, I don't really know where to start with all this. Yeah. Because as you say, uh, you know, my, my main takeaway was like, well, you know where they've come from. Yeah. As you pointed out. And... As you say, everything has been televised. There are no grey areas. The idea that they forge documents just... is absurd, I think. And like, I'm kind of keen to see where this investigation goes beyond actually, you know, being able to say we are opening an investigation to be shown to be taking it, yeah. taking it seriously. Mm. 
Because like, I mean, without wanting to delve too much into cricket, there's a bit of a, a bit of like potential cricket in this in terms of, um, you know, the Ashes of Australia later this year. There's obviously a big um, issue about it actually happening because you know Australians can't leave Australia. Mm. Australians from abroad can't go into Australia and then and then leave Australia. But suddenly, you know, forty strong yeah. England group are going to come in yeah. there potentially with journalists as well and play out the series. And I can understand that side of it. But evidently, there was no real. Complaint. Everything was ratified before they left the country, really, wasn't it? In I, terms of they had to get dispensation from their clubs. Well, no, they didn't. This is the whole thing. So it sounds well, as though the Villa players, Villa did, players didn't did. Right, like okay. when Dia, he didn't even he yeah. didn't even end up playing. No. Do you think he was like, if I try really hard and show how if keen I, show I my am, willingness, yeah. everyone will be like, oh well, he's here now. Exactly. Yeah, um, we'll play him instead of Messi. <laughs> That probably was the outcome he was expecting. Villa CEO Christian Perslow has just said this mess will make clubs nervous to release players in future. But what I'm oh, and sorry on the subject of the Spurs players, the idea is that no one actually gave them permission. I love that. You don't see enough of that in adult life. Like children's cartoons give you the impression that there will be a lot of like harebrained schemes once you're an adult. Yeah, and they've they've had a little go at one there, haven't they? It's like oh, that'd be all right. We'll get in. It's well, it, fine. We'll get into this... Brazil. Really hard hit by the by the pandemic. Like we just. <laughs> We'll just trick our way in. It'll be fine. It's the ask forgiveness rather than permission. Yes. Model, yes. isn't it? Doesn't seem to have worked But that I mean, well. it is. Do they not try and... Yeah, this is the other thing as well. I suppose the important thing, don't post on social media. <laughs> Footballers love posting on social media when they're on private jets. Yes. Uh, they can't help so, it. So, well, no. I mean, that, that shows restraint and footballers aren't known for restraint. So, you know, well done them. But equally, I don't know that that would have, if they hadn't posted the pictures on the jets, I don't know if that would make it less likely that people know where they are. But, you know, I did, the question you were saying yesterday was, oh, they, you know, they stopped the game in the seventh minute. Yes. Um, uh, and the, the speculation was that because people wanted to get selfies or watch bits of it. Um, but it's now being reported that they were stuck in traffic. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> It's, but that gives the impression that the Argentina players like landed in the stadium and like got straight off the yeah, plane to play yeah. the game. Like they Brazilian had plenty of opportunities to bad, do it, right? Like a lot of Brazil. There's more Brazil. There's more helicopters based in Brazil apparently than anywhere else. I don't in the think world. it's like four days bad though, is it? I don't know. Like they were they were there for a good while before the game started. So I mean, I, I, any explanation of why they had to do it on the pitch is is just simply does not wash does it but i mean every element of this is crazy <laughs> even the players kind of like the, the tottenham players thinking they'll be able to get away with it is is mad as well so it's 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 a perfect storm <laughs> absolute insanity uh yeah and there was a lot of spurs players but hey what can you do? It just shows the unity. Because have you heard all the wicked rumours about people not liking Nuno and all that stuff? Really? That the sun, yeah, it's mainly in the sun. Oh, God, have we, have we already got to that stage? There, yeah. We don't like, they don't like Nuno. That's oh, why yeah, they, they had they... to go to, a, to play for Argentina. God, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Like, just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it works as it's a sentence, away. but nothing past that. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the thing is, you don't actually spend, during an international break, you don't spend that much time with a manager. No. Because you're either playing for your country or you've got a decent amount of time off as well. Mm. So, it, yeah, it, it, that, that sounds like nonsense. There's also, I suppose, this thing of, like, we we place upon certainly overseas players what they might feel about playing for their country, and obviously you know mm. there's there is a strong British tradition of pulling out of you know international games, mm. and you you know there was a, that big thing. I think I think it was around the nineties when you know early two thousands when loads of Brazilians were playing in Europe, and so during the qualifiers, Brazil and you know maybe Argentina to an extent 
would just rely on the players that were playing in their in their domestic yeah, leagues essentially yeah. or nearby yeah and so now you're in a situation where travel's that little bit easier for individual players and they obviously want to they want to play for Argentina yeah yeah you know especially when you look at what happened over the summer and the profound effect that seemed to have not just around mm. Lionel Messi well, but also Martinez yeah, said himself, that. didn't he, that you know after they won the Copa America, they feel really, really together, and they t- essentially took the risk for the love of the shirt, and that's quite romantic and sweet, I suppose. You can see, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not dissimilar to England, isn't it? I suppose that that feeling now must be very, very similar with Argentina. Yeah, we've waited a while to win something too. Yeah, we can't be like, oh, um, you know, oh, we care so much about England now. No, you shouldn't care about that country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be following the outcome of this Spurs bit of naughtiness in particular. <laughs> Uh, over the next weeks and months, I reckon. Uh, but in better, more like, you know, community-spirited news, sounds like. Did you see that Jurgen Klopp has picked up his first trophy of the season? And this is a personal trophy. Um, it's called a Freundship Award. Yeah. Uh, which I think, bless, I think it's sponsored by, like, the British Embassy in Germany. Yeah. Um, or one, I guess one of them. Um, and he... I'm not sure particularly what qualities he's demonstrated in order to show uh, friendship, or indeed, I mean that's not actually a word. I think it's a sort of amalgamation of yeah, the, it's, it's the sort of German for friend, but it isn't and it's... the the shit part of a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it is a portmanteau, isn't it? But just the languages are different. <laughs> but either way, it honours the relationship between Britain and Germany, and he says, and it gave us a chance to hear his story about interrailing. He went interrailing to England with his cousin at 18. The weather was bad. Even then, people offer you bed and breakfast for £5 a night. I don't know whereabouts I, that was. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. He says, oh, I come from the back forest. It would have been the last thing for us to let a complete stranger sleep with us for money. What's he implying there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that definitely a bed and breakfast? It sounds like you might have stumbled across a different sort of <laughs> boarding house, shall we say. Also, if, if he still thinks... That's what bed and breakfast is. You know, there's still bed and breakfast around now. Does he walk around thinking, bloody hell, that brothel's got prime real estate? <laughs> Just uh, advertising outside. Yeah. Whoa. They're bold, aren't they? Also love the weather was bad even then. Like, yeah. Like, right. well, he weather weather about... takes a long time to change, doesn't it? Global yeah. warming, though, isn't it? He's quite... So, what? Well, he's pro-global warming, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like the idea, the idea that very the liberal, other than that. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, I just want a want a lovely holiday all the time. Get on with it. Also, the way he said that is like chastise. Like the weather should have grown up by now. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's um. This award is a weird one as well, isn't it? I feel it's a bit like best football podcaster who does shows on a Tuesday with a swollen eye. Like it feels very much like it's been made up for him. Like it's so someone's gonna get the next one. So someone could meet him. It's a yeah, little it's totally. a yes. like those officials running on be like, well he's quite cool. Yeah, it'd be great to meet him, wouldn't it? Look, he said he wanted to he said his experience of interrailing made him yearn for a life in England one day. And oh. now he's achieved that. I never knew I never knew Europeans interrailed the other way. I thought it was like <laughs> yeah, know, right? them, yeah. <laughs> Seems... What do you want to see over here? Yeah. God. Uh, yeah, but bed and breakfast are great. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But well, appa- although that said, apparently the trains are, are like shitter than they've ever been in this country, aren't they? People like yearn for the old railways. Apparently, it was much better. I know we're talking about the eighties, so it's probably not the case. But that's that's always thrown me. Apparently, it was much easier to get around in the past. Are you serious? Yeah, it's weird. 
Is that like, but is that a bit like saying, you know, it was better living in the 20th or in the 19th century? It's, it's 18th probably century, like one of those was... things where it's like, oh, we didn't even use the lockout front doors. Yeah. Sort of we like shitting. That's, that's, that's why we take all your shit. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. It was nice. People were brave. I liked eating coal for breakfast. Yeah. No, one was ever, <laughs> no, no one was ever sad. It was better than now. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of holidays. Um, Pep Guardiola oh oh, this is like a plug as well great uh, Simon Cooper in his new book about Barcelona has talked about Pep Guardiola just showing up he's in New York he's, you know when he had a sabbatical to think more deeply mm. about football and yeah. become even more intense um, there's a bit in this book about uh, there was like a, just a random kids game going on in, in New York it was a referee short everyone was like oh is anyone does, it, does anyone know the rules and some bloke in a hat turns up and goes out and referees and he kept stopping play to like guide the kids and so these American parents soccer moms were just yeah. like get on and let the kids play and it turns out it was Pep Guardiola <laughs> I mean they cannot possibly fathom like the like how how mad that is can they like I don't think the context could ever be explained it's brilliant I love his sabbaticals it's like when Superman flies into the sun to recharge for a bit like it's just so weird yeah yeah I, I like that although like why is he hanging around football it can't. He doesn't know anything else, does he? That's the thing. He can so, only so stay he, away for so long. So his holiday is to go to like smaller football, yeah, like, well, smaller people, or football. just like hunt it in the wild. Yeah, okay. Just like leave the house oh, and sit, like find some football. I thought this. I thought a little bit about this um, when you went on holiday to Spain, when it was a walking holiday. Yeah, you basically went on holiday to commute. <laughs> yeah. And that might be the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> I'm not a big, I'm not a big walker. It wasn't really like a busman's holiday, I don't think. I never carry rucksacks. Oh, I do quite often carry rucksacks. Okay, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it feels, it feels a little bit like that. Because I was wondering, I mean, I can understand like if he was passing, but he clearly, it was an indoor soccer tournament. <laughs> you had to find out about it. <laughs> you know, and you've got to drive everywhere in the US. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got there, walked in. He's had to explain who he is. They're going to let some randomer sit on the side of a yeah. kids yeah. game. Have you got a, what's it called, the thing you need to coach kids? Have you got a CBR? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. whatever that is. Well, yeah. I mean, he probably it, had to apply for one. He had to do all the forms. And it's a, it's a bit different to like someone on a plane yelling, is there a doctor on this plane? Yeah. Oh, is there a referee here? <laughs> well. Sort of. Are you qualified? Uh, maybe. I wonder if he is a qualified referee. He probably is. He I bet he's got is, every yeah. base covered. Yeah, I think so. Um, Jim and I have interviewed Simon Cooper about this new book that we're mm. just gently referencing here for a new episode of The Book Club, which is going to be out very soon. Um, Sergio Aguero has been on about some of Barcelona's current cost-cutting measures as well, staying with the topic. He's, I don't know if this is definitely the reason why, but he said um, he arrived an hour before training to see if he could go to the gym, but all of the lights were switched off. Yeah. I mean, it's getting absurd, isn't it? I'm, I'm horrified that like, they go to the gym before training. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. When you, and they go through, but they go to the gym for like an hour, yeah. do like squats and deadlifts, and then they go and play football for two hours. Just, yeah. But is that not partly because of COVID regulations? Do we oh, know what, that? that you're not allowed in? Yeah. Because he's saying, yeah, you're supposed to be there half an hour before, and then yeah. you wanted to go half an hour earlier than that. Well, I mean, presumably they would have been under those those restrictions at City as well. Although maybe it's different in Spain, I don't know. But I, let's be honest. If it if it involves saving money, Barcelona are probably doing it right now. Okay, but how much money does turning off some lights for half an hour actually save? When yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, really not I mean, not a lot, right? Even in your little, even in 
or a day, even a day, having the lights off for a day. It's not gonna. That's yeah. really the approach they're taking to trying to win back. Every little helps. Yeah, every a, little a, helps. A that's billion euros that, is a lot, isn't it? A billion euros a billion is a lot. Is it's, a like, lot. it's like that bloody Gwyneth Paltrow only used one piece of toilet roll sort of approach to cost cutting. Yeah, but she's got a bit of a screw loose. You <laughs> yeah, don't need she to does. talk too much about. Madame oh, Duke. God, yeah. is there some way that she can come in as like administrator? Oh yeah, help Barcelona save both money and also you know come up with new health ideas. Yeah, oh, that really, that could, really like, bad for they you. They did like a <laughs> Netflix show about Goop, didn't they? Which is her mad company. Is it maybe Goop or Dupe? I, oh, I, I thought it was Goop. No, oh, maybe it's Goop. Are, are you thinking of GIF and Jif? Maybe. Maybe. Yes, yeah. They should do like an all or nothing Goop Gim, style. Jim Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gammy eye. <laughs> right, we're going to give you a moment to rest your eye, I think, Thanks. actually. I think that's a good point. And then we're going to get back for, well, many things, including Pete's new jingle. So that's something to stick around for. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Transfer deadline day, Ashwood City are drifting under manager Sven-Joran Eriksson and Chief Executive Patrick Norland is willing to do whatever it takes to turn things round. Oh, look, it's just for a season or two, you know, we, we get them really cheap, you know, 10% of what they're worth in some cases and, I mean, the sponsors it would attract as well as the cash. Patrick Nolan, MBE, stop talking this. 
is a fucking Tevez and Mascherano player heist, pal. In the award-winning football mockumentary The Offensive, the thick of it meets the Premier League, and things are about to reach breaking point in the boardroom. That's the rules, Woody. Oh, so now we like the rules, do we? Woody, you can't just move a piece and make up how to play. Oh, well, you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. No, move that back. Fucking get off! Don't touch my pieces. You're cheating. What, you're cheating. Cheating. That's oh an my invasion God. of I'm my not pieces. Cheating. That. You're Stop cheating. fingering my bishop. You don't oh, know where he's been. It's not. Oh. Start your Ashwood City journey and listen to The Offensive wherever you get your podcasts. The Offensive is a stack production. Always believe in your soul. I said, there you go. Yes, you yeah. got the power to know. Indestructible. Always believe in It's beautiful. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Something else beautiful for your ears now. If you've seen Vishnu Kebab Shop or Dean Smith up a tree, if your dad chinned a referee, send us an email, please. If you put Messi on a two shirt, if you sold our tethered cheese, if you've got something for us, shopforamble.com. So many peaks, it's terrifying. It should end please, shouldn't it? To to rhyme with whatever the with cheese. Don't, he doesn't want to say please. Don't he probably forgot he said cheese. It sounds yeah. like a Christmas jingle, doesn't it? A little At the bit. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But I would be the kebab Kate. shop. No, the, the the jauntiness of the right. tune. I'm thinking more of the not the lyrics and not the lyrical stuff so much as the Just don't try and rationalise it too much. That way sense. madness lies. Okay. So uh, Richard Young's been in touch. He says, after hearing the story of Wagner having his coconut product stolen by the Wolves captain, I felt compelled to tell you the story of when he came to my beloved Grimsby Town Football Club. As Jules mentioned, Wagner loves a cameo appearance. That was discovered by a Grimsby Town fan who requested Wagner to sing Clap Clap Fish, <laughs> after which he did a motivational talk. Uh, the video was soon liked and shared amongst Mariners supporters. A then member of the Grimsby Town Board of Directors enjoyed the video so much that he paid for Wagner to attend the Mariners game against Tranmere in the National League and sing on the pitch at half-time. Hmm said match, I was performing the role of the mighty Mariner, the club's mascot, and was asked to escort <laughs> Wagner to the centre circle for his performance. He was asked to deliver another club anthem, Sing When You're Fishing, as well as starting a chant which is essentially a series of claps followed by a loud shout of the word, Fish! When Wagner was escorted to the PA box, he immediately asked me if I would lead the chance because he didn't know the words. I agreed that they were rather complex. We somehow muddled through together to receive a mixed response of claps, groans and overall confusement. Afterwards, he made his way to the club bar where a punter politely stated, You shit, Wagner! Uh, Wagner then shouted back at the gentleman and promptly left the ground. He was later seen that evening at a wedding in a local social club. He had not been invited. It's a bit like Pep's tour of... Yes, yeah. Cities, but on a very, very different scale. Is there a terrible singer in the building? Yes. <laughs> Can you leave, fish. please? <laughs> there's a lot going on in that. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was going to be like a nice end. I met him and he was lovely. No, yeah. he left yeah. immediately and he gate crashed someone's wedding. It does sound. The, it sounds like he's just generally Quite wandering lonely. around, isn't it? Like he's not doesn't have anywhere to go so it's like oh, I'll just crash a wedding tonight and see where that ends up is it, is it sad to crash a wedding that sounds quite fun and oh no it's fun jaunty. it's fun it's fun when uh, Owen Wilson and whatever his face tall man from <laughs> Vince, other Vince, Vince Vaughan yeah when they do it I yeah, I mean ensues I would I got a person you what <laughs> yeah, I got a person were you, did, were you going for a high five though I yeah. turned around you just had your arm up 
Is that because you knew who Vince Vaughn was? Jesus Christ. You've only ever seen people do high fives. You've never Got actually it. been given a minute. I don't want to leave you hanging. There you go. Yeah. Well done, <laughs> <laughs> you cr- oh, you caught my gammy eye. If you, your eyes are weeping. Oh, no. That's exactly what you didn't want to happen, isn't it? Oh, no. I'm going to wrestle this back <laughs> as the sensible one. Um, with an email from Steve Pringle. Right. Before the floodgates open, here is the definitive list of the top three TV game shows. Number one, Bullseye. Number two, Catchphrase. Number three, Supermarket Sweep. There you have it. No need for anyone else to write in. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have one... I mean, I have a lot of contention with a lot of this, but I have one specific one which I think could slot in quite high, yeah. but it depends whether it is regarded as a game show. Tell us more. Takeshi's Castle. Ooh. Because that's like an activity show, isn't it? Yeah. Like I mean, Ninja but... Warrior isn't a game show, is it? I feel like it's quite a specific genre of TV programs. Yeah. It's like, game show. It's like Tough games, Mudder, though. but good. Mad. Yeah. 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 Tough mother, but like not uni students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Bullseye is a is a confusing one. You you weren't aware of it, were you? Kate? I'm not and familiar if, with Bullseye. If you're not familiar with it, it's a show from the '80s where contestants would play darts and then essentially win a speedboat, even though they live in like landlocked rural towns. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's weird. So it's like buying someone a horse who lives in a flat. That is your frame yes, of reference, is it? Not like that. That is yeah. your frame of reference. <laughs> buying someone, oh, we can't buy them a horse. He yeah. lives in a flat. <laughs> Surprised you didn't say penthouse, but <laughs> <laughs> she learned flat the word flat the other day. Yeah. Actually, yeah. What I would like is for Steve Pringle to tell us what his criteria are for making this decision. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like this. I, I like his sort of decisiveness. I like that he's very clear on this. But I, I think you need a frame of reference in order for us to all get on board. Yeah, with that as and, a decision. I mean, and also let us know. I mean, that's again, that's bullseye catchphrase supermarket suite sweep as Steve's uh, top three there let us know what you think alright <laughs> I have one a bit one last bit of correspondence by the way um, oh, yeah. Sam Maroney uh, is a, the name of a man who stopped me in a toilet yesterday to say he liked the ramble and he asked for a shout out so I'm giving oh. him a shout out oh that's then, nice. which bit of the toilet was he stopping you in just the, the hand washy bit um, yeah. but he 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 DM'd me on Instagram later he was he was very drunk but he was very, he was very nice he DM'd me on Instagram later to apologise and say that he for liked, you in the toilet. Yeah, so that oh. he liked the show. He said it, and then he said, uh, "I was his favorite podcaster." And then he said, "Actually, that was a lie." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if you're listening, what yeah. a roller coaster this must be! <laughs> Imagine he's probably got the fear yeah, about so that. Sam, this I'm, might be helping, I, will it? Yeah, Sam, I've, I've held up my end of the bargain here, mate. So um, right, and no, then say you like fish the best. <laughs> please. And if you're going to do that, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. All right. People are talking about the fact that fans, in fact, people who don't listen to the Ramble in the UK probably will still find this conversation that we're about to have totally baffling um, about the 3pm blackout. Yes. So the idea, the concept is that you can't watch football in the UK at three o'clock on a Saturday because the theory was this was introduced in 1987. The theory was that if people could just watch lovely football with lovely famous teams like Manchester United at three o'clock in the comfort of their own homes, they wouldn't trot out um, and put on all their like, warm clothes and go and stand on a freezing cold t- sideline to watch Oldham Athletic or whatever. Yeah. So that was the thinking. Obviously, during the pandemic, every bloody game of football in the whole history of the world was televised. And now we've returned to this situation where 3pm is is done. 
all you can do is pirate your content. Mm. Um, and the reason it's being talked about now is because Cristiano Ronaldo uh, is potentially going to make his debut against Newcastle uh, on Saturday at three, which means that unless you illegally stream, you won't be able to see it. What do you think of this, Jim? I'm not sure about the um, the, the the logic behind whether team whether fans would would essentially stop going to support smaller teams or not. But I, and I mean, like, I'm really I'm unsure either either way. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I mean, not everyone, not every fan that goes to see like a smaller team. Let's take Grimsby for example, because they've they've come up already. Like, not everyone that goes and sees them will necessarily support them, right? They might be their sort of local second team. But mm. if, like, they do support Man United or whatever and they're on at three o'clock, then maybe they won't go out. But, like, that's not going to be the case for every game of the season, is it? Like, I, I, I wonder if that's just a kind of outdated, paranoid thing and that actually it wouldn't be... It might affect some games here and there, but it wouldn't be so much that it would make a huge difference. But also, like... The the f- football being constantly on in the pandemic was quite mm. wearing, wasn't it? And I know yeah. I know you don't have to watch it, or most people don't. Obviously, it's a bit different we for us, but do, like, but, yeah. and so maybe that's that's why we don't need to judge it in that way. But it was it was just relentless, and it it was too much, and you don't want too much of a good thing. And we, you know, we, I'm sure it will be touched upon soon. But the this stuff about biennial World Cups as well that keeps coming up, like nobody wants it, and it's it's. I, I do like the less is more nature of the fact that like there is something sacred about those three o'clock games yeah. where you don't mm. quite know what's going on and it's all a bit mysterious and it's a bit cool and you want to wait for match of the day. Like every now and then, I will try on a Saturday not to, to not out. know what any of the results are. How and then that's impossible. It's I know, really I, I, hard. I it is really difficult. But every now, every now and then, with that dog guarding you, exactly. Yeah. Or if you if you've got a busy Saturday where you're doing something else, just stay away from social media or whatever. But it's very hard to do. Um, but it, if you manage it, it match of the day is just the it's best amazing. thing. It yeah. is brilliant, and that's that's a that's a nice thing. Um, I, I I I don't really know how you get the data on this though. No, nor do I. I. I was thinking about it and almost liking it to to a gym. Like you know, a, a gym makes money from. I suppose actually no. We could apply this to, to sports teams. Actually, not a gym, but you know, uh, when you go down to say from League One downwards, they make their most money not necessarily from season tickets, but from people who just come through the door, you know, casual users, essentially. And, the th- and well, also drinks and food and stuff yeah, that they exactly, buy. That, that, that they buy, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so the thing I was saying for the gym is that, like, you know, every, people have a gym membership, but it's the people who go the least that actually make the gym money, if that makes sense. Um, and it's the people who don't think ahead who buy a ticket on the day. For example, my local Isthmian League team, it's like it's 20 quid to go and watch them. Which is you think is like quite pricey, you know? I could I've I've watched League One games for that money, but it's mainly about the going there thinking, oh, I'm quite fancy watching football, and and yeah. knowing that I'd have to pay that price. And I suppose with all those games at three p.m. anyway, um, yeah, would you stop doing that? I, I think I, you know, I would. I would, you know, I wasn't planning on going to see them on the week on the weekend, say, but Ronaldo's playing on TV, then I yeah. might. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't really know where. I don't really know kind of fundamentally where I stand with it, but I can understand and I can appreciate that it doesn't need to be like three PM kickoffs don't need to be a thing that mm. that we watch. And it's, I suppose <laughs> it's not like Man United have been banned from being on TV, is it? It is just one game. Yeah. This is the easy thing to forget. I do remember actually like making plans to watch a North London derby with a friend of mine who's a Spurs fan, and it wasn't on telly. Yeah, and we were both like just livid. absolutely like, bamboozled. What? Like yeah. yeah, I know because so, you kind of assume it's yeah you always assume it's gonna be. 
Yeah, true. I was I was also thinking when you were saying this, and maybe you guys disagree. I suppose I was categorizing these as two very different things, like the experience of watching a game of football on the telly and the idea of going to watch a small game of football in person with your friends and making a kind of making a day of it um, is just such a for me those are two such different experiences uh, yeah I, I don't I, know if I'd even yeah, put one instead of the other I, no I, I definitely agree with that I it's this is probably really primitive of me but you know I'd go and see a movie and I'd go and see a play and I would understand that the play I was seeing was of a lesser standard in terms of acting quality than yes than exactly. the movie but it's a, I suppose it's a different type because it's in person and it's yeah. you know it's a lot more immersive because you're there and you're, and you're involved with it so uh, yeah maybe, maybe there's something in that but we can't no <laughs> no yeah unfortunately I mean, uh, yeah do you have a do you have like a weekend where you experiment where you're just like ooh well, I mean, that's, that's what bonus games but, but that's, that's what I think maybe maybe we do it for a month and, and see what actually happens because yeah. you need a sample size it's hard size, to roll it back you? again yeah. though isn't it or, no, yeah well that's the yeah. thing isn't it what, I guess what will happen is that the TV money will go up and the Premier League goes right and brilliant, great, more money. And then the, the lower, lower league teams just end up suffering, even if they do take a hit, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is the thing to remember in all this. Like, the, the teams who it's for have no control over it. Yes, quite. <laughs> yeah. And therefore it is As is the case, constantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, to wrestle it back to, to Manchester United again, um, Donny van der Beek is in, is in... He's worried. He's worried about the arrival of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, his agent has been talking about it in... What was it called? Zigo Zigo Sport, my new favourite publication. Mm. I reckon his name is Guido Albers as I well, know. which is fantastic. So good, bring it on. He says, uh, "Yeah, he's uh, Cristiano arrived on Friday, which we knew was bad news for us." But the funny thing he said was something about, um, "We are not. We are, I've lost the quote. Sorry, we we are not a Carabao Cup player. We are not a." Uh, league Cup player or, or anything like that. We are a Premier League player, and, and that's where Donny's going to play. Yeah. I don't think he is. No, he's only played in four matches last season. Yeah, and he's not started. Yeah, as I know, we're only like a little way into the season, but um, it's it's such a conundrum, isn't it? He seems like he does not seem like one of those players where he should just be rotting away. And I suppose it, it says a lot about you know his transfer strategy. Yeah, why didn't they let him because, go? Because he was lining yeah. up for Everton according well, to this. Solskjaer, you know. I mean, the rumours are all that he didn't actually want to sign him in the first place. But from from Van der Beek's side, they're saying that Solskjaer has said, "No, I, I do want you. You've improved so much in the last year, and huh. you are in my plans." Okay. Um, but how true that is, we don't know. It yeah. might just be that he needed he needed that squad place covered because they didn't think they'd get Ronaldo at the time. It's quite hard to play a midfielder when you don't have a midfield, though. It is, isn't it? <clears throat> I, would, I would say that is that is quite the stumbling block. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah I, I feel really bad for him. I, I think under. A different manager in a different system, he could he could thrive, you know, as he did at Ajax. But and you know, he's shown that for the Netherlands as well. I don't really know. I I, I think I might get some pelters for this, but I think it's a good example of how United play in a positive sense, but also Solskjaer's tactical acumen in a negative sense. In that, I don't think he could come up with a system with the players that we have that would suit Van der Beek, and I think that's. Sort of on Van der Beek for not being able to adapt, but mm. also mainly on the fact that you sign a specific player who's filled specific facilitating roles in the mid, in in midfield, and then you want him to basically fight fires. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it is it's a it is a very dysfunctional midfield, isn't it? And it has been for a while. So Fred is the ever present. Well, absolutely. And and it's it seems interesting to me that he's not willing to 
he's got this, you know, very talented player. The midfield's dysfunctional, and he's not really willing to experiment and and see if he can fix some of the problems with this this asset that he's got to hand. We've talked about this in many different ways, and we will continue yeah. to talk about it in many ways because it's also that concept of these like great players just rotting on the benches of of big. big oh yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Um, Nasser Al Khalifi. Let's give him. A, <laughs> Speaking of that, let's which? give him a whirl, <laughs> shall we? Before before we get out of here, um, he has made his first major speech as head of the European Clubs Association yesterday, and. He didn't pull any punches. He says he wants to bring financial stability. This is PSG's um, <laughs> Nasser Khalifi, I should say. Um, yes, he says he wants to bring financial stability to European football as a matter of urgency and new financial fair play regulations will be introduced to ensure a stable, sustainable, inclusive and competitive football pyramid. Although there was another quote where he said he didn't want financial fair play to be about competition. I was going to say, was he laughing as he said all this? <laughs> he never laughs. Just making it rain. He's just, just a laughing. serious, serious businessman. I think he was walking over the bodies of his enemies as he said this. Yeah. There's, you know, people in in Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, and Inter Milan guard, <laughs> they strewn on the floor. He called the guys that tried to start the uh, European Super League fabulists and failures. I mean, <laughs> just building some bridges there, old NASA. Yeah. I mean, like. I know, we, I know we've stripped them, the, those guys of a bit of context, but do, I mean, those what? sound, <laughs> but that we could chuck that into, into a Hollywood script of some, you know, evil genius yeah. plotting against the Avengers, right. couldn't we? Absolutely. Or like Henry VIII as he's starting to tip <laughs> over into madness. Like, hubris is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. I think the other thing again is about, I suppose he's standing at the centre of football now and as we've He's discussed. never been more foulful, yeah. Yeah, Without and, it's, doubt, yeah. and yeah. so it's a little bit disconcerting, I guess. Although if he's saying all these things and believes them, then that's really good news. Yeah. But it's his version of all those things, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. He's, he's got the Infinity Stones now, hasn't he? Essentially, yeah, exactly, where we are. yeah. He's just trying to find the right gauntlet or the right outfit for his gauntlet, mm. yeah. Loosely related, uh, Neymar's contract has been leaked by El Mundo and they claim he has cost the club almost half a billion euros. It's actually not dissimilar, I guess, yeah, to uh, Messi at Barcelona. He apparently receives over half a million euros every month for being courteous, punctual, friendly and available to fans and not being publicly <laughs> critical of It's just like, that is some bonus, isn't it? Like, surely <laughs> you, you, would, you would accept so much less than that for just being polite. <laughs> you know, I thought of a good way he could be courteous to fans. He could just give that to fans. Yeah. I think that would be the most courtesy you could show probably it's quite a hard fine to give someone isn't it yeah courteous enough like, yeah exactly you've not because that's surely going to create division straight away so the moment you don't and let what's him your have version that, of courtesy well quite it might be different there might be different cultural norms depending on where you you know what you like you sound like his agent <laughs> well, you've got to pay him more to do that he doesn't open that. he doesn't open doors that is where i <laughs> i have been away and i do have some news for you guys <laughs> <laughs> but like how do they negotiate that and he's like they're just across the table. You can't slag us off. It's like, what if I want to? No, please don't. Just, yeah, just, just don't, don't slag us off. Just don't do it. No, I'm, I'm going to do it. Now that, you, now that you said I can't, I want to do it even more now. He's <laughs> half a million. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. It's fair. I mean, it is. What's it worth? <laughs> what is it worth? Again, it's Neymar's dad, isn't it? That negotiates all oh, this stuff. Oh, you love him. He's your favourite guy. I, I wouldn't quite call him a favourite guy, <laughs> but he's... He's everything. You're always going on about him. Yeah. <laughs> you love him. He's everything Charlie Kane isn't, essentially, isn't he? Like he's look at the deal he's getting him. Yeah, it's a it's, it's absurd. It's a they pretty, should have laughed him away from the table with that. It's a pretty good deal. 
Maybe Harry Kane's just not very good. And another vitally important thing to get to before we go, the broadcast of the Uganda Mali match last night. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, go on, say it. Say it, no, read it, go on. Okay. <clears throat> the broadcast of the Uganda sorry, match was obstructed by a bald man standing in front of the main camera. The main camera. Only in it because he's bald. It's yeah. only, if he had hair, we wouldn't be talking about this, but yeah. he's bald. Do you think so? I reckon, yeah. The main camera. They they haven't got the capacity people, to get someone to move this People stare at the cameras all the time. It's just because this man's bald. It's, it's aesthetically <laughs> funnier for some reason. <laughs> Our alerts went off and we were like, bald man, bald man camera, it? football, done. Have you seen the picture? What I can't understand, he must be a very tall yeah. bald man as well because his head is literally... In the centre. You know, like if you're framing up to do an interview with the back of this guy's head, that's exactly where you would put him. It's better to be tall and bald, though, isn't it? Dan? Than short and bald or right. balding. I'm afraid, Vish, it's better to be tall than anything. Yeah, yeah well, no, that's, true. That, that's, that's a, a fair point, yeah. To be fair, if he was short, he wouldn't have fucked up this game, Uganda Mali. Maybe he was so tall that everyone was too scared to just ask him to sit down, <laughs> oh, which is surely the... Obvious thing. Yeah, what you do. can see was that he had a tattoo saying death on the left <laughs> side of his face. I, I don't know that to be true. <laughs> on that note, uh, it's time to get out of here. On tomorrow's show, it's me, Luke, and Andy in your ears. Say goodbye then, Vish. Goodbye. Say goodbye. The nice to see. Oh, I can't say it was nice to see Jim and not say it was nice to see you as well, Vish. I just forgot to tell you how nice it yeah. was. Nice to see both of you as much as I could through my gouty eye. Um, yeah, see you later. Good luck at the doctor, Jim. <laughs> the Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 